welcome to the Platinum Consultants channel, home of Simpro Chats with Daz and Ads. In this channel, we cover everything Simpro. Simpro is an estimating, job management and scheduling software for tradies and related businesses. If you have Simpro and you want to learn more, stay tuned for great content. If you don't have Simpro yet, feel free to contact me for a demo to show you what Simpro can do for you and your business. Just send an email to darren at platinumconsultants.com.au. Now, on with the show. All right, we're here to start part two of the mobile chat with Ads and Daz. So we talked about where the mobile was, how it got to be there, uh, the differences between mobile and connect. Mm -hmm. In this part two, we're actually going to be chatting about the new features, what's coming, where it's headed, should you change over, and are there any uh, differences between the Android and iPhone versions of the mobile app and which which is actually a better one to go with so i'll hand it over to you ads thanks what, what are you what are you most excited about about what's coming up in the in the future releases of mobile oh well look it's an easy question to say what am i not excited about um <laughs> no there's, there's, there's heaps there's heaps of cool stuff coming up what i've just full disclaimer because i got thrown on thrown under the bus in the last episode by saying what are your favorite new features? I thought I'd actually do a bit of research this time by actually getting up in front of me what's actually in the roadmap. <laughs> so for those of you that don't actually know, there is actually a roadmap on the help guide as well that you can jump onto and have a bit of a poke around and see what's coming up. Um, what's my favorite feature coming up? My gosh. Well, uh, I don't know, man. Like there, there's some really good stuff coming. I mean, I'm really looking forward to... Uh, security groups to be honest with you when once that actually drops um, being able to say who can do what within the application it's not going to be just a carbon copy of connects turn on or off the pages from what i understand different people will allow to be do different things inside the app so you may say the senior consult or the senior techs can raise po's but the juniors can't that's going to be really cool um i've also had a lot of customers really not appreciate having timestamps on their photos and date stamps and geolocations and everything else. And one customer, it was almost a deal breaker because when they submit the photos, to their customers, they had to be geo stamped and everything else. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, what's what on earth does EXIF actually stand for Darren? Do you know, I'm going to throw you under the bus now. What does EXIF data stand for? You can Extra make information fields. What is it? Extra information fields. Is that it? I don't really know. I just made it up. But it's not. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking it was going to be some fancy. It sounds good. Uh, but yeah. just for, for anyone else who doesn't know, it's the information about the photo, which, which in, includes the zoom, the uh, F factor for those uh, photographers out there. The uh, aperture. The aperture. Yeah. Uh, the lens size, the date, the time, GPS, and any other information that's generally recorded about the photo can be tagged in as well. Cool. I'm looking forward to transferring assets. That's going to be good, um, especially if we need to archive assets, being able to do stuff like that. That's going to be very cool. And one of my pet, pet hates uh, with the app is being able to create the job in the service module that actually is sorry not being able to create the job in the service module that is also in the roadmap to be able to create the job in the service module instead of quotes and sales so <laughs> that's awesome um that we're essentially be able to do by the time most of this is done which is only a few months away to be honest 
we, we'll be able to do almost everything we need to do from the service app. We don't have to go backwards and forwards either between uh, mobile and connect or between service and quote and sales. When you're in service for almost all of the things you need to do aside from quoting, you'll be able to do it straight away from service as well. Yeah. How about we go into some of these a little bit more detail and what they would mean to people that are actually going to use these features. So last time we mentioned that there was an issue at the moment uh, and it's not really an issue. It's just the functionality difference between mobile and connect where you start the timer, start, start work, uh, sorry, start travel, you arrive on site, you start work, you then do the work type details in attachments, etc. raise purchase orders. If you decide that you want to change the time, if you change the time within that, and then you submit the job, it actually takes, it overrides what you've done and it takes the time from when you started and finished and puts that in your schedule. Mm -hmm. Well, the ability now to not submit the actual time and over type the actual time is coming in one of the very next releases. So that basically means that if you hit start too late or you don't want to hit start, you can actually put your actual time in how it should be not based on when you started and stopped. Now, might I add, if you're not starting the job when you're supposed to, and you're not finishing the job when you're supposed to, you're probably doing something wrong. There are some unique workflows where someone goes to a site and might do 12 jobs one after the other. I can understand why you wouldn't use that feature. Most jobs, you start it, you stop it, and there's no excuse for not doing it. Sorry, I'm harping, but it's true. It is. Push your buttons properly. <laughs> push your buttons. You're pushing my buttons, Daz. Don't worry about that. All the talk of <laughs> mobile, it's making me hot. Um, so one of the other things that I've, I'm really looking forward to, record and submit time blocks for others. This has also been a bit of a, um, a red flag for quite a few customers that go out with their apprentices as well. So they may have an A grader and apprentice. Um, being able to actually record time blocks for other people that are on site as well. I always thought it was an odd exclusion um, that you could never do it because you could do it in Connect. You could do it for plants and equipment. You could do it for other employees. You can do it for anything. But in Simpro Mobile, never really had that feature. You could always duplicate your time block for other people, but you could never change the times or add other people like you used to be able to do in Connect. Like I said, always thought it was a bit of an odd one that you could never do it. Um, but that's coming up, that's in the coming up column at this point of time. So I think that's going to be a really good one. Um, I like the ability that, and we did touch on this previously, that what you see is what you get, which means bold, italic, you know, underline, background, uh, large fonts, tables, etc. I really like the fact that you can do that in job cards and purchase orders. That's going to be a game changer, I think. A, a script... I'll give you an example. A script can be put in place where uh, you've got a table and on the left side of the table is the headings and on the right side is empty boxes that you want your technicians to fill in. For example, a quote request or just details on a new asset or details on something that needs to be entered into Simpro. I think having a beautifully formatted with boxes ready to type in a table will make a big difference to actually getting things filled out in a familiar format. So it's the same every time it's, it's going to be a game changer and that whatever they type in there, if you do it in the right way, 
maybe you want that to flow straight through to the invoice with all its formatting and all its bold and underlines and, and everything else going along as well. And now that's something that had to be changed in enterprise so that the mobile app could do, uh, could actually use it. And it was the mobile app that's managed to change the way enterprise works, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool that the, the app is now driving features in enterprises. It's, it's, it's really, it's really cool. Um, yeah. One of the other things, uh, the task module. Now, those that ever used or tried to use tasks inside of Connect um, found, probably found that they were okay at best where you could basically close the task, leave some notes and that was it. The task module that's being planned to drop in mobile is going to be pretty awesome. Um, from what I, well, from based on the, the roadmap we've got, text will be able to view, create and assign tasks, reassign tasks, add attachments, enter notes and descriptions. So the fact that you're not only just getting a carbon copy, you're now going to be able to create tasks, which assign attachments to tasks, enter notes, reassign them. It's kind of a game changer on how you'd actually use tasks. I think it's going to help people redesign their workflows surrounding the added functionality that mobile's getting in for tasks now. I think it's going to be really cool. Absolutely. You know, and just, just some real world examples. I'm, I'm going to take a photo of an issue while I'm on site that needs to be quoted. I, I take photos, assign it to the salesperson, you know, quote to create. I'm yeah. on site. I need to buy something, but you know, as a technician in your workflow, you don't allow technicians just to order in things from interstate or whatever. They take a photo of the part number or the part itself mm -hmm. and, and assign that to the parts procurement or purchasing officer to raise a purchase order for that particular job. It, it's going to revolutionize how we send things backwards and forwards within Simpro. No more emails or SMSs you'll be able to assign a task to somebody which is linked to the job straight up. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. I think that'll be, it'll be fun to play with. Um, I think if nothing else, it's going to be really cool to try and figure out new and creative ways to work it into people's workflows. It's going to be pretty nifty. Absolutely. Um, and just a few quick things on, on what's coming next. So what I've said so far, the um, ability to submit the actual time block rather than the, the start and stop times, the, what you see is what you get on job cards um, there's two more things that are coming in the next release. Now, one of those is the catalog search filters, which is allowing you to do barcoding of catalog items. So every time you're searching now for a catalog item or a stock item, you'll be able to click on the barcode icon, which will allow you to bring up the camera and actually scan in a barcode of the catalog item that you're looking for. Also with that, there'll be various filters like um, filter by favorite items, filter by particular supplier, uh, and filter by group or subgroup as well. It, it's actually going to make finding things. And I, and I believe, I don't know if it's put in yet, but it's coming either in this release or the one a little bit later, is you'll actually be able to filter on common items, which means not favorites, but items that you've used or ordered before which is another good one. It's not quite favorites. It's the next level down where you want to look at everything you've ever ordered and filter out all the stuff that's in the catalog just because it was imported. You can't even do that in enterprise. You can't even do that in enterprise. The best, the best that you've got in enterprise is looking at the, the amount in stock. If it's green, you've ordered it before. If it's red, you've never have. So it's yeah. even getting features that enterprise doesn't have, which is pretty, which is 
pretty cool. And for someone on site where you want them to be as efficient as they possibly can, every second counts. That's going to be really cool. Mm -hmm. Totes. Anything else that you wanted to talk about in the coming up things or you reckon we've kind of covered off all the, the stuff that really gets your blood pumping? <laughs> we've covered up a covered off uh lots and there's and there's so many more I, I might just quickly touch on a few extras if i can um the fact that we will be able to raise uh or stock po's of course that's coming we we all know that's coming because that's in in um connect already but the fact that we'll be able to email a purchase order from the app what you can't see here which uh maybe this is a little sneak peek um, you, got, you got a little exclusive for us, Daz. I do actually, because it's not mentioned there, I, as far as I know, is that you will actually be able to raise purchase orders for multiple jobs from the app. So I look at the beginning of the day, instead of having to raise five separate purchase orders for five jobs, what I can do is raise a purchase order to a particular supplier, select items which go to one job, select different items which go to another job, select different items that go to another job that's going to be a game changer as far as efficiency goes as well. One pickup, one invoice, the items going to each individual job. Will you be able to do it for stock that you know of? Like if you could raise one purchase order and, and stock. some go for stock and some go for job? Absolutely. Yeah, that would be good. Between those. And on top of that, when you are searching for the job, you'll be able to search for jobs scheduled today. So you can just search for the five jobs. You're not looking through every job in the system like you might in enterprise. You're looking through the five jobs that you've got or the 10 jobs you've got today or the three jobs. So it'd be very simple for you to make sure you've got the right job at the right site for the right customer that you're booking these materials to. Uh, I really like that feature. And that's a bit of a sneak peek that I, I don't think is actually on this um, roadmap. Uh, emailing the purchase order. You know, I, I did say that, but, but the implication is, is quite quick. You can create it, you can email it so that when you arrive, it's ready for you to pick up. Efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. Because most of the time it's an aid grader with an apprentice anyway. So you probably just chuck your phone to the apprentice, get them to raise a purchase order and send it to the wholesaler, then get them to jump out the car, grab it, jump, jump back in and head off to the next job. And what better experience for them to, to be able to learn the different product codes and the products by finding them in the catalog, adding them to the order, and then you know, get them to jump, jump in the car and actually uh, pick up the parts. It's like click and collect, basically, for, for a Simpro mobile. Now, form builder support, this is uh, related to the uh, sales app where right now you're not able to send form builder or customized forms from invoices in, in service or uh, quotes in, in sales and quotes module. That's coming up. I know it's overdue and I know most people would say it should have been here from the beginning. It's coming, it's not that long away and it'll be you know a, a well-used feature, that's for sure. Mm. And probably the last one that I'm gonna um, talk about is the attachments upgrade. Um, Cause I think this is a massive one where you'll have support for all files. So customers that have always said, it does my head in that I can't upload videos. I wish I could upload Word documents or PDFs yeah. or anything. You'll be able to do that too. And that, that's going to be a massive, a massive win for everyone in the field. Um, it's, going to, it's going to really bring Simpro Mobile really to the next level, that one. And there's two, two more that I want to add in very quickly. One of them, travel back. Mm -hmm. uh, it's one of the top feature requests 
in the uh, uh, submit an idea area, you start travel, you arrive on site, you start work, you complete work, and now I've got to travel back from wherever I am and I want to build that to the job. You're going to have travel back buttons. That's mm -hmm. going to be fantastic. Now, a sneak preview of what's actually coming. Uh, where was I headed with that? So where... You want me to pad? <laughs> so um, we know we've got transfer assets, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, I had a really good one that I knew that was coming and it's just evaded me. What I'll, what I'll do is I'll think of what that is and I'll push over to you to um, start the roundup of the next part of our chat. Sure, sure. So, should I change over? Should, should you switch? Um, I think we've kind of answered that in a variety of different ways um, for a variety of different reasons. It's, it, it's becoming a more defined yes or no. It's not really, the, the gray is really starting to come out of it now. Before it was quite gray, like, eh, yeah, maybe, but if you've got this and maybe don't. But I think really the only reasons why you shouldn't switch is if any of the things that aren't in Simpro Mobile just yet are showstoppers. Um, if you absolutely must have tasks, if you absolutely must have stock purchase orders, if you absolutely must have push notification, any of those or security groups uh, being able to turn things on and off. If they are absolute showstoppers, then no, you probably shouldn't switch. You should probably stay on connect just for now. Um, but I think if you are going to switch or you want to trial it and actually have a bit of a bit of a crack at it, I think it's probably not a bad idea. Just even just trial it with a couple of guys, like get a couple of guys on mobile, have a play with it, get them to, experience it, give some feedback, you know, if they love it and, and everything's working hunky-dory, then why not get everyone on it? Um, there's no reason why you need to just go, everyone is now on mobile and that's it. You can switch gradually. Um, but look, I think that the reasons why you shouldn't switch are getting less and less now. Absolutely. And uh, the good news is I remembered uh, two of the things that I thought of. Um, oh, no. nice one of them is in the um, pre or post work audits, there will actually be a button where you can click to open the relevant e-form and have that e-form filled out and will not continue the, the audit until you've filled out that e-form. So previously, you might reference and say, you need to fill out SWIMS or you need to fill out the, the JSA or whatever it is, but there was nothing saying whether they filled it out or not. And there was nothing taking them to that area. They have, you have to make sure that you tell them which one to click on. They open a different app. They, they click on the right one, hopefully. And then when they submit it, there's nothing proving that they did it. Now there's going to be a link. Click the button. It opens the right e-form. They fill it out. And when they submit it, it goes right back to the JSA or the, sorry, the audit that they were completing at the time. It's, that is going to be really cool between the two. I think that's gonna it's gonna make a huge difference right there. Totally, yeah, that'll be good. that'll be good. All right, that's probably uh, all we need from what's upcoming. There are obviously more ideas that are flowing in, and more things that are going to be done, even more than what's in the roadmap. Mm -hmm. uh, we uh, we're so excited about what's coming. So now, which which platform? should I buy? And there's four really. There is, of course, Android and Apple. 
and there's also phone and and tablet. Mm -hmm. So should I buy an iPhone or should I buy a uh, iPad or should I buy a Android phone, maybe a Samsung, you know, Galaxy or something or Samsung, uh, yeah, Galaxy phone. I don't even know. Yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with Galaxy. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and a Galaxy tab, you know, and, and I'll start this by saying whatever you buy, the more popular and the more well-known it is, the more likely it is to work beautifully with Simpro. If you buy some obscure, weird brand that's Android that no one's ever seen or heard of before, there's a very good chance that Simpro hasn't had one to test whether or not everything's working perfectly. So I'll, I'll say that from an Android versus Apple iOS point of view, the Apple iOS infrastructure is very well known. There are only a finite number of devices. With Android, there are hundreds, if not thousands of individual devices. An Android operating system allows each individual vendor or service provider like Telstra, Optus, Vodafone, etc., actually amend the, the operating system that is received when you get the phone. So even if you test the same version, there are 10 different versions of the same operating system, depending on what phone you get from which particular provider, which unfortunately makes a little bit of instability sometimes with some of the phones and some of the combinations of, of phone or tablet and Android. iPhone, I like iPhones. I think they're great. I think they're, they're somewhat bulletproof. Um, it's my choice. Uh, it's what I would recommend to most people. But one of the key reasons is not necessarily because they're better, although they are. It's because there are only a finite number and the, the updates done to the iOS is known a lot, a lot further ahead than what they are in the Android sort of world. So you can get very far behind in Android operating systems. And there are so many different versions of it that sometimes some features in Simpro are a little bit unpredictable. So after my side of the story, let's hand over to Ads. What what is your experience being being a, a you know a, an Android device lover? <laughs> Sounds like the great debate over here. It's turning into getting a bit, a bit nasty. Um, I'm I so yeah. Look, I'm an Android user. Um, I've in saying that, I do agree with a lot of what Darren's comments are surrounding the Android infrastructure. Um, I think there's a lot of bloatware out there in terms of um, different phones. It's not even just, I mean, if you want to get, if you really want to get horribly nasty about it, I mean, Darren's talking about the different, um, the different uh, companies like your Vodafones and Telstra's and Optus and everything else, even putting their own um, baked in apps on top of the, the, Android infrastructure. If you want to take it another step further, you've also got phones baking their own stuff in, which then uh, a Samsung phone has its own baked in bloatware that then gets modified again by Telstra. So you're looking at a couple of versions of Android already being bastardized before it even gets into your hands. Um, so I do agree with Darren's sentiments. Like I'm, I'm not a massive fan of the Samsungs and everything else just because just the native experience of Android has been diluted a few times before it gets in your hand. Um, I, I, I'm a firm believer that if you are going to use an Android phone, get a Pixel 
Um, Pixels are probably the purest phones that you can get your hands on because they're made by Android. They're not modified by anyone. They're not allowed to be. So Tausha, Optus, no one is modifying those versions of Android. Um, and it's all over the air. Or if you see the word, if you see the acronym OTA, it's over the air. So all of the Android updates are pushed out directly by Google over the air, which means your phone would just prompt you to say you've got an update. Um, whereas the Samsung and the likes of Samsung's and everyone else, Samsung gets the Android update, then it gets to Samsung, then Samsung update it, then they push it out to Telstra, then Telstra update it, then it eventually pushes out to you. So you might have a, um, a feature release for an Android, which might be six months old by the time it actually gets to you, that's six months out of date. So if you are going to go down that path, I, I think personally, my, my experience with an Android phones is really positive because I use Pixels. Uh, I'm sure if I used, I don't know, a, a, a Chinese phone that's, that's, that's really, really cheap, that's come out, that's only 200 bucks, I'm probably not going to get the same experience as I would with a $1,500 Android phone that's made by Google. So you really got to look at it to say, well, yes, it is Android. It is $200, but why is it $200? It's probably using a chipset that's really, really old. It's got really low RAM. It's going to just clunk up and die very quickly because the battery is really small. It's not going to last. The RAM is, is quite tiny, which means it can't handle too many apps being open. The chipset's going to be quite old, which means it's not going to be fast. There's a variety of reasons why phones um, aren't the same. And there's a variety of reasons why some phones cost more than others. Um, so if you are going to go down that Android path, I do probably think a Pixel is probably the best one of the lot. But I do agree with Darren that, you know, Apple also has a really good infrastructure. So it's really horses for courses. And, and what one you should buy sometimes is going to depend on the budget you've got to spend. Um, Apple phones are really expensive. Um, Apple tablets are really, well, iPads are really expensive. You could pick up a really cheap um, Android tablet really cheap. You can pick up a really cheap phone. And if you only need them to last you 12 months, it's probably, they're going to do the job for 12 months before they become bloated and, and slowly start to die. Um, and in that time, you could have spent maybe 300 bucks on five phones to get the same experience to get the same longevity as you would have spent in spending the same amount of money on an Apple phone. So entirely up to you in terms of budget, but yeah, I don't think we've answered that question at all. Well, I think we have, I think, I think, uh, and, and I haven't heard that before. That's very interesting that if you're going Android, go pixel. You mm -hmm. heard it from AMAC. And if, mm -hmm. if you're going, if you've got the money, realistically, aside from pixel, go Apple because uh, Apple infrastructure, and a few statistics for you, 93% um, of Apple devices are on the latest operating system within three months. 16% mm -hmm. of Android devices are on the latest operating system within three months. And, that's, and, that, and they're the reasons why, because it's got to go through the, the manufacturer's bloatware, then the provider's bloatware before it eventually gets to you. So it's got to be bastardized a couple of times before it gets in your hand. So and that's why I'm you every time you log in, it bugs you to update. It wants you to update. And there's good reason for that. The newest ones have security, uh, all the security patches put in. Mm -hmm. They have all the bugs fixed and all the latest applications that you're installing, like Simpro Mobile, is based on the newest version, not the older versions. So you should update if there's an update always. Yeah. Pixel, Apple, 
of course, Apple's better. But if you don't like Apple, you can go Pixel and uh, you'll, you'll get a consistent experience. I think the next best from what I've heard is, is probably Samsung. Yep. Uh, their, their popular mobile phones and tablets is probably the next best. And then every, everything else other than that is probably okay, but it's less predictable is probably what I would say. And if you, and you, know, and if you are running a phone that's you know, five, six, seven years old, um, you're probably not going to experience the best version of any app. So forget just Simpro Mobile. Like any any app is probably going to really start to struggle in a phone that that that's really that old. So it would be really no reason why mobile probably wouldn't struggle in a phone that that that's that old as well. So you've got to have temper your expectations as well with the sort of hardware that you're using. If your phone struggles, if your phone takes ten minutes to boot up and more. There's probably a reason for that. It might be just full of, especially if it's an app, especially if it's an Android, it might be running an Android system that's two versions old because it's not compatible to run with the latest version of Android. Um, so yeah, look, I, I, the next, I guess the next question from that leads into that is whether you should use a phone or a tablet. And I've had a lot of varying um, conversations with customers. Some of my customers say to me, I don't want my guys using a tab, uh, using their phone because I don't want them to give the impression that they're on their phone while they're working. And some people prefer to use tablets because it comes across as a bit more professional than it would be that if they were walking around on their phone like this the whole time. Um, so really it is, it is up to you in terms of the look that you want to provide. But, the flip side to that is, is that they've got, a, there's just something else they've got to carry. There's a chance they're going to leave it on the car or drop it off a roof or they can't carry it up a ladder. So really there's, there's no clear answer to it. It just depends on what you're trying to achieve as a business owner. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent correct. Uh, I've heard exactly the same thing. If they're on their phone, they must be on Facebook. If they're on a tablet, then they must be working. You know, but, you know, try taking a photo with a tablet. It's, it's much, much harder and the quality is not as good and you can't put your tablet in your pocket. I mean, you know, you'd have some pretty huge pants if you could, yeah. you know, whereas your phone can be with you all the time. So you're up a ladder, you need to quickly take a photo. You probably could, you know, safety, safety reasons aside why you wouldn't do that. Um, but you probably could. Uh, it, it's definitely easier to do things by the phone. You're not disadvantaged really in any way from the app point of view. Probably another key thing to think of is if you're attaching plans to the job and you want people to look at the plans and zoom in, obviously a tablet gives you more real estate to see more of the plan at once. So you don't have to zoom and scroll and zoom and scroll. There's another thing to think of. What are they going to be looking at or using while they're on the tablet? You know, are they looking at a huge plan that should normally be A2 size or A3 size and you're getting them to look at it on this little tiny phone screen? So something yeah. else to think about. Yeah. All right. I think we've done a really good job of covering everything that we can possibly cover in mobile. Um, we reserve the right to add more to this as these new features come through and actually released into the wild. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Well, thanks. Thanks. Thanks again for the chat. Daz. It's always enlightening chatting to you. Um, so you can find me uh, at amac.consulting. Uh, or you can send me an email through to info at amac.consulting. Uh, where can all of our lovely viewers find you, Daz? 
So my website, uh, platinumconsultants.com.au or send me an email directly, darren at platinumconsultants.com.au. And as always, please like, subscribe, comment. And if you would like to send us directly a message uh, regarding features you'd like to cover or um, feedback on how we should be doing this, if you've got any improvements for us, which I'm sure there are many, uh, please send us an email to Chats at gmail.com. It's not as easy as it looks, is it, does? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but we got there. Yeah, we got there in the end. Well done. It's been Thank a long chat. See you in the next episode. Thank Thanks, you, guys. everyone.